Hello, San Pedro Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. So I'm super excited about today's episode, not only because one of my childhood BFFs came back to town um, exclusively to do this episode. No, I'm just kidding. She was here in town for a wedding from Philly. Um, she actually got to stay with me, me and my family for four days, and it was such a great time. I can't tell you how much I missed her. Um, she taught me how to make banana bread, which came out amazing when she was with me. Um, a side note, not important. It did not come out great when I tried to remake it two nights ago. <laughs> Um, trial and error, I guess. But, um, anyways, she was in town. I mean, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. She happened to have been in town. I took a couple days off work and it worked out that we were able to, um, meet with our, meet with these guests that I have been super excited about having on the podcast. Like this timing was perfect. Um, so I was very excited that my best friend got to co-host this episode with me. She was the one who originally put me in touch with our guests, um, today. The guests are newcomers to Pedro and they have made quite the entrance, may I just say. So one of the things that my husband and I love to do now on the weekend, um, especially because we have like a toddler who just needs to get out of the house. He wants to go out and do something. Um, I want a coffee. He wants like a big breakfast. So where do we go to kind of like meet all of our needs right now? The it spot is 24th and Alma. Let me tell you. So, you know, we're familiar with the Chori man. I've had Umberto on the show and Mandy. They're amazing. And the Chori man is just going like strong. Um, but now we also have a delicious bread and pastry cafe Colossus. Um, so now he gets a burrito, I get a coffee, we stroll the baby down to Alma Park, and it's a really good weekend. Today, my guests are Kristen Colossus Rodriguez and Nick Rodriguez, co-owners of Colossus. Um, if you haven't been there yet, guys, you really need to go. Um, one thing before we get into the episode, I do want to apologize. I don't know what the deal is lately. I might need to like just splurge and get the professional setup. Um, but I am, I have been having these technical difficulties. So in the first half, like the first 20 minutes, um, you really can't hear me that well. You'll just notice that my, my questions are coming in a lot lower at a lower volume than, um, Kristen and Missy's and Nick's voice. So I do apologize if you stick with it. In the second half, I do become a little bit louder. Um, I don't really do most of the talking Anyways, I'm, you know, listening to my awesome, amazing guests and co-hosts. So um, I encourage you to just bear with me. <laughs> um, 
I swear, you guys, I'm going to get it together and I'm going to get professional equipment and I'm going to um, invest a little bit more in this podcast uh, just because I, I love the mobile setup and it's really given me a starter it was really been like a, an amazing starter kit for me, but it's obvious that you guys just keep wanting more and more episodes and it's not going anywhere. So I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to step it up for you guys. Um, yeah, that being said, there is a little bit of a technical audio issue. I'm going to try and do my magic on the editing end for you guys. But, um, if you are hearing some slight um, sound inconsistencies. That's why I do apologize. Um, but yeah, in anyway, I hope you guys enjoy listening to Kristen and Nick share their amazing story, how they met, how they got into baking, um, and why they chose San Pedro. Um, shout out to Missy for being the bestest and the mostest. Um, I can't wait till you move back to San Pedro. Haha, <laughs> JK. Anyways, enjoy. Okay, so we're getting started. All right, guys, um, welcome back. So today is a very special episode because I have a co-host, a former Pedro girl, uh, Missy Haney, who was on the, uh, the podcast previously. Missy, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, I brought her along as a co-host for this episode because our guest today... Um, she actually kind of introduced me to via Instagram. So today on the show, we are having Kristen Colossus Rodriguez and Nick Rodriguez, co-owners of Colossus. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm very excited that you guys, first of all, are here on the podcast, but also in town. <laughs> um, Missy, how long ago was it that you first tagged me in their stuff? Um... I would say it was uh, no more than six months ago. I think I contacted you. Mm-hmm. And was it six months ago? I was like, my friend has this great podcast, and then I talked to you, and I wanted to connect you because mm-hmm. of how uh, cool it was that you were both starting something here. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say it was within the last six months. Mm-hmm. And how did you <clears throat> get on Kristen's radar or vice versa? I think it's just peers in the industry, just seeing people on Instagram, um, following the same people, yeah, um, meeting through through that way. I think I probably stalked her first. Oh gosh! Like, <laughs> once you get in the once you get in the bread algorithm, it's like True. you're trapped. Yes. True. Well, I guess the baking community is kind of small on Instagram, mm-hmm. maybe. I think it was. <clears throat> That's it's huge now, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But I met a lot of other bakers through Instagram, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Kristen and Nick, I really wanted to hear more about you guys and you guys have a location in Long Beach, right? Uh, we were, so we started in Long Beach. We don't actually have a brick and mortar location there. We actually started in a shared kitchen in Costa Mesa was my first, um, kind of foray into the business. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was just because that was a space that was convenient for us to rent space. Um, it's really hard to find shared kitchens, especially ones with baking equipment. I can't imagine. Yeah. Right. You got to have space. You got to have mixers. You have to have, you know, and it's expensive too, because it just takes so long to make bread. Mm-hmm. It takes so long. And then you sell that loaf for eight out, you know, for $8. Yeah. 
and you got to make that back. Yikes. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we um we were working for about a year out of a uh, catering kitchen in Long Beach. We worked completely overnight. We rented the night graveyard shift, and then um, we found the space in San Pedro, and San Pedro is our first brick and mortar location. Wow. Okay, well, I definitely want to go into why Pedro, but first, I really wanted to get some background on you guys. Are you originally from Long Beach, both of you, or? Mm. Nick's from Los Alamitos. Yeah. Okay. So, kind of. Um, And then I'm from Long Beach, so Mm -hmm. I grew up from Long Beach, grew up in Long Beach. And when did you guys meet? Uh, we met a couple of years ago. We also met through Instagram. We did. Really? Through the algorithm, kind of. <laughs> so <laughs> the bread algorithm on Instagram matched you guys. The coffee and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so Nick and I worked at the same, actually, back in 2012. We worked yeah. at the same coffee shop, but at different locations. Mm-hmm. So um, so I knew of him, but I didn't. we didn't actually know each other. And then... Um, We both worked at another coffee shop at different times, and I was working in L.A. um, at Moza doing pastry. Moza, yeah, I've heard of that place. Yeah, Mm -hmm. cool, little corner, little corner joint. Um, And then, yeah, and then I was interviewing, I think, somewhere on Fairfax, and I stumbled into Paramount Coffee Project, where Nick was working. And I recognized him, so I kind of, like, broke the Instagram ice. I said, hey, I follow you, I know you, you know, but you don't know me. And yeah. um, and then we somehow along the line when I was in San Francisco, he started following me and we hung out once when I was down visiting. And then mm-hmm. then, yeah, that was it. He got me to move down here. So very cool. <laughs> move back down. OK. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Moza. I was just at a friend's wedding this weekend. Her name's Shana. I don't she know. worked at Moza. She's been working at Moza for quite a, a while now, but she works in administration and that whole oh she's like a little short yeah gal totally yeah Yeah. she just got married and we were just at that wedding and i met like all the moza people (gasps) and you said moza i was like oh how funny that's Uh, a small world just talking yes yeah that's so funny they're tight-knit yeah Mm -hmm. i wasn't there very long because i wanted to do i wanted to learn and i was plating which Mm -hmm. i mean it was a good first step for me like obviously but yeah you know i yeah i wasn't there a really long time but i learned a lot good spot it's a big name um how long ago did you know that you wanted to be a baker um that's a good question i i don't know people ask me that a lot and i don't know when exactly i don't think when i made the the decision to kind of switch careers so i have a i have an econ and history degree with a minor in middle eastern studies so i was gonna work for the cia or something that was like i was actually in the application process for the cia and then i just like got scared and yeah. backed out and she still gets emails no it was the other cia <laughs> yeah not the culinary cia but the, but the, the actual the dark cia no, the, intelligence. the secretive cia yeah so um that was sort of i was studying arabic um i was doing different languages that was like sort of what i wanted to do and um i was gonna go for a master's and it's just i'm terrible at school like it's just never really i wanted it to be my thing but also that's such a like intimidating subject too yeah and it's i mean it's a lifestyle like i was reading all about the process and about the career and they were saying you know you can't tell anyone about this you have to this is when you should start you know i was telling my parents about my parents were like so proud Mm -hmm. um and i was like but i can't tell you anymore so like i'm doing this but i can't tell you about it and all this stuff and it just um you can't tell your spouse about it you can't i mean and there are a lot of perks involved in it like 
you can move across you move across the country they pay for you to move they give you a job but I mean there's just a lot involved and I was like 22 so I was just like I don't think I want to do that and then I started working um, in the nonprofit world I was working in an office job in a nonprofit and I just wasn't liking it it was a lot of excel it was a lot of just yeah, it was just, you know, and it was nope. like if I wanted to go further, I had to go to grad school. And I was yeah. like, in the meantime, I was just getting really into baking and I was on Instagram just looking at all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know, I'm young enough where maybe I could try it. And if I don't like it, I can always do something different, you know, but I mean, I might as well try. And my dad said, well, we're not paying for culinary school. So mm-hmm. see if you like it, you yeah, know, it's like you get your own, you get so many chances. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so did you started in coffee um, mm-hmm. after that school experience or was it um, alongside it? I worked in coffee when I was in college. Okay. Yeah. So I was never, I mean, I was never as into it as Nick was. Um, it was just sort of like a fun job where I got to be a little bit social and, you know, it, it worked really well with my school schedule and you feel kind of cool doing it, you know, and stuff like that. Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. free coffee, get loaded up every day on caffeine. Yeah, so I mean, I, I did it. I worked at Rose Park Roasters in Long Beach, um, kind of actually in between working at Moza and work, moving up to the Bay just because it was something familiar. But it, I still felt really hungry for learning. I wanted to learn more about pastry and particularly bread, which is why I moved to the Bay. Would you say that the coffee world brought you to the baking world? Um, I think it was maybe like a nice healthy segue. Plating pastries is really similar to working as a barista, I think. Yeah, you're probably right. It's, yeah. There's a lot of parallels. Like as soon as I went, my first job in pastry was plating and I begged, you know, I just begged for like any job, mm-hmm. but I it's very similar. here, but what's plating? Well, I guess if you want to go ahead and... It's, it's basically, I mean, at a lot of restaurants that's your entry level position because you're not actually making anything so you're basically the desserts that you have composed desserts you have at a restaurant are put on the plate by someone so you're putting all I mean you might make you might make some things for your station but generally a pastry plater is someone who's just putting you know cakes in the oven heating them up taking them out putting them on the plate putting all the different elements together and then sending it out not necessarily like the mixing and the ingredient part mm-hmm. or creating it's it's like it's artistic mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it certainly is and yeah. it takes the right person to do it mm-hmm. so. yeah and it's i mean it's fun once you get really good at that you know you feel like it, it's very similar to being a barista because you're just you're moving quickly you have to work cleanly um, you have to make sure that you don't mess things up, you know, I mean, you have to get it all right. But, um, at the end of the day, if you're, you want to learn how to make all those different pieces. So that was kind of what I was missing in that position, but it's a good segue. Um, and what were you doing at the time, Nick? Um, I think I was already in coffee. I, I went to community college right out of high school. I wanted to do uh, film production, um, and, you know, I did some internships in Los Angeles and worked a lot uh, using, you know, I uh, got to rent really fancy equipment and follow people around with cameras and all that. Um, but I didn't get paid anything. And I just kind of, I don't know, I lost interest in it over time. And as I was doing that, I was working at a coffee shop, the one same one that uh, Kristen worked at at the time. And... Um, and yeah, I, uh, I got to, I, I enjoyed working there and I was pretty good at it. Um, 
not that we were doing anything groundbreaking. It was like a drive-through espresso bar, but uh, we had a really awesome, passionate, uh, like district manager, you could say, who kind of planted the seed for me. His name is Jonathan Sepulveda, and um, that that's where I, uh, from there, I kind of took off and began working at other shops and trying to learn and going to trade shows and lectures and yeah. So you were more on the coffee side, okay, and you're mm-hmm. more of the pastry person, okay. Very cool. What a happy union. <laughs> very nice union. That's like a match made. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so you guys started your life together, and you know what what led you guys to start renting and doing your own thing, and 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 what were you doing for money at the time? Like, were you was this your part time thing, like? on the side, like a hustle? Yeah, I, um, so I was up in San Francisco and I was working as a pastry chef at a restaurant. Um, and I had a lot of problems with that restaurant. Um, I wasn't there as a pastry chef for very long. I got promoted from Vinoiserie assistant to sous chef. And then my pastry chef got fired for sexual harassment. I took his position and that they just kind of like buried that under the rug and then just said okay you do his job and anyway that's a whole long story but I had a lot of problems with the management of that restaurant um, and the way that they handled that situation and then the way that they handled a lot of other sexual harassment situations at the same restaurant the same restaurant yeah common problem so yeah it's definitely a common problem like all over the place but particularly in our industry really I didn't know that yeah, it's wow. bad. It's oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> so I think at that restaurant, um, big, big name, female chef. And it's, you know, it was sort of the situation where the female chef who owner wasn't there and it's owned by people who want to make money. So they put people in positions of power who probably shouldn't be there and there's no oversight and there's no, you know, procedures until something happens. And then, and then they kind of just try to push everything away so that it doesn't end up on, you know, in the papers. So, yeah. So I found out that our CDC of the restaurant was a sex offender. Um, He'd been super inappropriate. He was having affairs with like two of our line cooks one wow. of our receptionists common, yeah. was, yeah, I was receiving like photos. It was just, oh, it was a whole thing. And I just said, I'm, I'm leaving. Like the way that they handled it was insane. And, um, yeah, so I left and I didn't have a job and I didn't know what to do. And I hadn't been there that long. So that didn't really look good, but I just couldn't do it anymore. So we, I was, we were, we, at the time we had been dating. So yeah, like this, long this distance, all was happening yeah. like right as we kind of started getting serious uh you know we were dating long distance um and yeah so all that was happening and that's where yeah it was you know it wasn't great and but that's i mean ultimately what led to her moving i think that kind of was the yeah i was sort of just trying to weigh like should i stay up here do i want to stay up here It's it's a very i mean we say it's a small community down here but it's like it's a very small community up there and there i mean there are a lot of pastry chef positions but um but it's it's just so tight-knit and everywhere i would go to the farmer's market on saturday which is the big one and i was like oh my god for the first time i can go to the farmer's market i'm always working right now and i went there and i saw all of the chefs from that restaurant and they were just glaring at me so I was just like, wow. okay, I'm done. Yeah, I was just, I couldn't do it anymore. So I started driving down here often because I had more time and I was working 
kind of part-time just filling in at a bakery in Mountain View um, like to make money to kind of like make yeah, ends meet. Yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, but I kept driving down here and it was sort of always my plan to open something. I wanted something that took, wanted to open basically a coffee shop that took pastry as seriously as they took coffee. Cause I worked at so many places that the pastries were just kind of an afterthought. One of them always suffers. Well, usually. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's also, it's for a lot of reasons, right? Right. But. I did not expect that when I came to your shop, Mm -hmm. I did not expect to have a really delicious coffee. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, this is a pastry shop. Like, it's not going to be like amazing coffee. It's just going to be like whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I I will admit that. It is delicious. It was so good. I think um, you said the girl at the front was Victoria. Mm-hmm. She recommended the caramel iced latte. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Amanda's a like hardcore caramel coffee gal. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I try to, praise. I, yeah, I try to like treat myself sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, I do basic coffee at work, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I'm out and about, <laughs> it's a caramel iced latte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is vanilla, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, that's awesome. I really like that, that, uh, what do you call it? Endeavor, you know, to make a place that had, that did both well. And did you see at the time though, when you were going to do it, did it just kind of seem like a far off dream? Cause I know for entrepreneurs, yeah. like you just dream big, but you don't actually know if or when it'll happen. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. it like for you? I think um, when I was like when I back when I was working in the nonprofit world and I, I kind of always had this dream of opening this place. I'd worked in coffee shops. I'd love working. You know, I loved working in coffee shops. But um, I don't know. I was like, OK, do I try to save up enough money to do it or do I learn the skills I need to learn, I guess, to do what I want to do? And I don't think I knew that that would lead to like a full on career in pastry. Um I just wanted to learn enough and then I just got it kind of wrapped up in it um and then yeah and then it did seem really far off I was kind of in a rhythm like a trajectory um of just learning as much as I could and climbing up and once I got started working in restaurants it was sort of hard to stop working in restaurants I don't think I saw myself shifting focus quite that fast but I sort of got pushed in that direction by leaving that position and not knowing what to do and I was running a full brunch pastry program at the restaurant it was super small but it was fun because I could play with ingredients really good ingredients and really good butter and make these really interesting desserts and um really desserts aren't my thing but the pastries were the morning pastries are like my thing so um yeah I mean I I could see myself at that point doing it on my own and I could see myself doing it on my own soon it was just sort of like needing that push Mm -hmm. and moving down here I wanted to move back to Long Beach and I just didn't really know where I would want to work there isn't much south of LA that's you know that's making the kind of pastries I wanted to make right I think we kind of had that conversation on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like most recently, where I was like very excited for something to be in this area of that caliber, like that you would be bringing Mm -hmm. here, because you're right. When I was looking for a job outside of school, I had to go all the way to Glendale or all the way to Mm -hmm. LA. And so like, it's it's nice that it's like coming Mm -hmm. this way and like quality, Mm -hmm. quality product. I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I'm definitely excited too. When she tagged me, I was like, (laughs) good you know and, and not not saying like we don't have anything here we do have like a very we have like a niche of, of mm-hmm. different stuff but it's mostly 
I don't know, Italian restaurants, pizza. Mm-hmm. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. It's just weird. We're not branching out into those other things. Right. So when the Chory Man brought his thing, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, this is nice. It was like, I, we, I honestly want some more like hipster type businesses. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, is that like a trigger word? For I would say yeah. modern or just. <laughs> 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 Seeing your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe I got when I went to Glendale to visit her because mm-hmm. there was like a really cute thrift store and then I go to the ba- the pastry shop where she was and I was just like, this is what I want. So yeah. I'm like, just some new stuff, you yeah. know? Well, there's something about the way food can transform an area and that's probably what made me most excited about you opening here because I saw it firsthand where I worked. Like that, that street where the bakery was, it was... It was okay, but now it's mm-hmm. like it's like an it's like an extension of Silver Lake at this point. But yeah, I, that's it's kind of interesting to see that happen when people come in with the right the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what I want. Um, this is actually a really good breaking point right now, just mm-hmm. so we can come back and talk about why you guys chose Pedro because yeah. I'm really interested in that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, right after the break. This episode is brought to you by Cryptospace, San Pedro's one and only cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at CryptospaceUS.com and definitely follow them on Instagram at Cryptospace.us. All right, and we're back. So I wanted to ask you guys... Why Pedro? What made you guys look at San Pedro as a place to open your brick and mortar? It's kind of funny because everyone asks this. Literally, mm-hmm. as soon yeah. as they walk into the shop, it's one of our most common questions. Um, and we always, we're always curious what they mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're like, why not? Um, but I, I think ultimately, to answer your question, um, I, I was very focused on Long Beach. Um, the business was Nick was working when I first started the business. Um, and he really came on full time right before we opened the shop. Um, Mm -hmm. and now he's completely full time and we're in it together. Um, but when I was looking, I was looking in long beach. That's always sort of been my goal. Um, and long beach has changed a lot since I left, which Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was very surprised by, but I came back and I don't know the same people. The streets don't look the same. It's a lot of change as in like, developed yeah 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 and kind of a bad way Mm -hmm. kind of I mean kind of a good way but kind of a bad way a lot of people and I mean I think this is what everyone's scared of here too is that people are going to move in and they're going to change your home right and that's kind of how I felt coming back to Long Beach is when I started looking for retail spaces I was like all right I'm ready it's going to be a small business we're going to have a community it's going to be so great and I started looking and I was like I can't afford this like what if we yeah what if we don't make it like what if we we can't compete with the pie hole or you know these bigger places yeah that's what we're scared of I'm I'm just gonna say it like we are we're a small town and I think it makes sense why people have asked you that question so much Mm -hmm. because we've I think we've felt we've been feeling neglected in general like I think most people forget we're here you know 
Um, and even like in Missy's episode, she said like it's just a small town. Like you can't wait to leave it. Like that's how a lot of people feel. Um, then there's uh, people who are totally opposite who are like I'm never leaving ever, which is mm-hmm. I think we embody both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to see, especially you know like even Umberto with Chori mm-hmm. Man. He's not from here. Yeah. He picked this place of all places, and it's like. Why? Like we just yeah. we're not used to getting attention. It's like right. when a, it's like when a girl like has just been used to being single and whatever herself, and then all of a sudden this guy is paying attention. And she's like, "What? What do you mean? What are you? What are your about? motives? Yeah. What are your intentions? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's I think what we're going through. People are starting mm-hmm. to recognize our small town charm, starting to recognize our real estate and prime real estate right here on the waterfront. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing. We're seeing developers come. We're Mm -hmm. seeing new condos go up. It's a little scary, but at the same time, I'm really hoping because we have such a tight knit community, Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to not let it change us or who Mm -hmm. we are. You know what I mean? Um, But for that 24th, in Alma corner, I feel like it's really livened up the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, we, you know, we're a small business, so we didn't, we have no investment. Mm. Um, a lot of people, people have been, you know, one guy walked in last week. I'm getting a little sick of the question, even though it's a good <laughs> question. And I realize why people are asking it. So I'm not, you know, it's good. It starts a conversation. I think it starts a good one, mm. but um, last week, some guy came in and he, he was not from Pedro. He was probably from PV or somewhere surrounding. And he came in and he goes, well, this is small. And I oh. said, it is. It's really small. It's about 700 square feet, you know. It's not even 700 And it's actually under 700 <laughs> square feet. It's amazing that we're able to do anything. Um, but, you know, he said, well, why did you choose this place? And I think he meant mainly because it's so small and not what he was expecting, you know. And I said, because it's what I could afford. You know, like we didn't, I I was approached by a couple investors, um, but we wanted to own our business and run it the way that we wanted to. We wanted to have a good staff. We wanted to be able to eventually have benefits to eventually, you know, eventually be able to offer the quality of life that we want for ourselves to our staff and to our customers and have like a really nice community space. So that was something that we were able to do in that spot. Um, And when I first looked at it, I thought, are we going to have customers here? You know, cause I knew I had some in long beach. At least I knew that from doing the farmer's markets. Um, and I just wasn't sure it was a new space, but it felt close enough to home. I spent a lot of my childhood coming over here. I knew that it wasn't too different and I knew we could have a community here as soon as I walked around. And um, I, I think, um, like my friend grew up on that street. So, to see it now so busy mm. can't even find parking <laughs> it's a little strange for her and she's like oh my gosh this is like they turned my little sleepy corner into like a bustling <laughs> like place to be and honestly that's probably our go-to place for me and my husband when you know we get up on a saturday and we don't feel like cooking we're just like let's go get a burrito i need a coffee <laughs> and the fact that you guys make coffee that i love just makes it even just just a thousand times better. I get a pastry. It's perfect. Alma Park is like a block and a half away. Yeah. So we just yeah. walk walk towards to that and then let yeah. the, my kid run around. It's really perfect. So I'm curious, what other places were you looking at in Pedro? Was that like kind of a targeted location or were you looking at other places as well? Um, I looked, so I looked casually actually at 
the Ramona Bakery space that oh, oh, um, down there that the it. sardines going into, mm-hmm. and I I inquired about it and I was like, oh, this could be really good. It's big. It used to be a bakery, and I wrote the broker just kind of because I wanted to come look at it, and um, and the broker wrote me back, it's rough. That's all he said, and oh. I was just like, okay, maybe we can't. Because I mean, depending on the you know how old it is and the condition, I mean that could be two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars to renovate and rebuild it as a bakery. Mm-hmm. So I just I didn't go any further with it. Um, I mean, other than that, we were pretty focused on Long Beach, and it was actually one of my wholesale customers and partners, um, Black Green Coffee in North Long Beach. They um, one of the owners is from San Pedro, so they are out here all the time and he's mm-hmm. a he's a longshoreman they mentioned um the space to us and they were like i think they're selling it are you interested do you want and i reached out about a year ago almost mm-hmm. i mean it was a long time ago and it was just way too much i couldn't afford it and i was looking again and just in this desperate spiral of like i need to get out of this shared space and i circled back and she'd come down to a oh, price wow. i could afford so that's good was yeah. that space um some kind of bakery bef- right before you it was got a cake into it. bakery okay. it was yeah. called with love bakery mm-hmm. okay and i don't know exactly what happened to it i know i had some lemon squares and they were delicious <laughs> but um they weren't there too long i no. don't really know the story there necessarily but um i know they weren't there too long um i didn't have the chance to really meet the owner or talk to them um but that's great that it opened up for mm-hmm. you guys i i think that there's like a perfect harmony going on mm-hmm. on that corner yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, we love Umberto and Mandy are, like, the best neighbors, mm-hmm. and they've they've been great in terms of, like, I mean, in terms of a lot of things, like, they're just great neighbors, but they're also great springboards. We've been able to talk to them. They're, you know, I feel like they're a few steps ahead of us in terms of mm-hmm. their de- the development of their storefront, the development of their business, mm-hmm. and they've been so awesome. Just chatting with them has been really great for us. Yeah, I'm really liking the harmony there. Um, I loved your collab, which was... <laughs> I was going to mention that I saw that you're using some of their products. It Can needs, you tell yeah. us about it, please? Sure, oh, it yeah. Delicious. So, so everyone's been asking about it, and I need to get more Teresa from them so I can do it. We want to do it on weekends, just on a regular basis. But um, they basically have always wanted to do an Aussie-style sausage roll. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do one. I don't really know. Does Proof Bakery make one? No. Mm-mm. I don't know anyone who makes one. I don't think I, I know what they, what you're talking about yeah. just because I've seen pictures, but yeah. like I've never seen them in a bakery. Yeah, no, before. I've never really seen. I feel like they're probably somewhere is like an Australian style coffee shop or bakery that does something with them, but I've Paramount never really coffee seen Project it. has one, but it, they mm. played it like a dish. Oh, okay. okay. Um, with stuff. And they're from Australia, so that makes sense. But yeah, yeah basically it's traditionally it's puff pastry filled with sausage. Um, and I have a couple books from australian bakeries and i've been like kind of workshopping it in my mind and i was like we we can't just buy regular sausage like we have to use their sausage Mm -hmm. like it's it's a fun twist on it and it gets i mean if people haven't tried his chorizo which most people who are going to that corner have yeah but he brings in a lot of outside business oh yeah every time i go there there's people from like I mean, you get Long Beach, you get West Hollywood, you Mm -hmm. get all kinds of areas. You know, people drive, like, from Chinatown just to come Mm -hmm. for his chorizo. So I'm finding the same – I think that you're within that same caliber. You're bringing new people 
to Pedro to try it out and, you know, more reason for people to stay. <laughs> so, I mean, in speaking of puff pastry, um, I, you mentioned the word vinoiserie earlier, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that many people, I don't know if you know what no. that means, but I'm not sure that other people will. And I was going to ask you if you could describe that. I don't even think I caught that. Maybe even go over the process of, like, the process of a croissant or anything laminated because mm-hmm. like I don't think many people know what goes into that oh, I mean uh, you've pr- expressed that bread is such a big project but um vinoiserie in general is also a great undertaking yeah. so I was looking to hear about that and maybe explain to people who don't understand because it's interesting yeah for example laminated I just thought of laminated pizza. a right, lot of people so, don't know what yeah. that is too yeah, yeah so, I yeah, know please if you I don't live mind. on an island a little pastry <laughs> island so. if you don't mind I would yeah. love to hear you yeah for sure so um vinoiserie is basically I think comes from Vienna that's where the, you know these people came from or that where the art is said to have come from but basically it's the making of croissants um laminated pastries and laminated I, like, what <laughs> I could see you getting ready to ask me <laughs> lamination is basically the act of um of rolling out layers of butter and dough into and that's what makes a croissant so you take a dough that has yeast in it so that's what makes the dough rise that's what makes it you know poof in the oven but basically um when you layer that butter in there that's what gives you the flaky layers in between those layers of yeasted dough so that is like a three-day process yeah correct it is yeah it takes a really long time. Um, when we first moved into the bakery, we so we bought the bakery as is. It had some equipment in it. It had a small tabletop sheeter in it, which we were using when we first started. Um, and I just recently, actually yesterday, got rid of that sheeter and we upgraded to a full standing one. We're just, we're so limited on space in the bakery, um, refrigeration, freezer space, but also physical space to be able to do the croissants and the bread. Mm-hmm. So that that has been really challenging. And in the beginning we were just bombarded by all people who wanted croissants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it was we very challenging to try to, and I was doing all the lamination myself. So I was making about it's over 500 pastries a day. Oh my goodness. By myself. And wow. now we have, <laughs> now we wow. have more people, but it was like, it was a little crazy in the beginning. We have more people and also it's calmed down. We were getting people from the Valley coming down who were like, you're out of croissants? What do you mean? You oh, know, the first two weekends I was, we didn't get anything. And then we just stopped trying. Yeah. A lot of people, people were still posting that they were like, it's a yeah. thing. Your parents were one of them. Like six Ugh. in the morning, we got our colonsis bread. And I was like, and then they I, and then really somebody else too. posted like they're sold out. And I was like, well, we missed it. Like, yeah. cause I like yeah. to sleep in a little. My so. mom was like, we were the first ones there. I was like, Did, thank you. And they got some stuff. They, d- they oh. got my dad, but like a box like 20 different pastries because awesome. he used to like they would come out to see me mm-hmm. where I worked all the time and like just like load up because mm-hmm. they they're really into that kind of stuff so they were very happy they yeah. were very happy to be there that's awesome we, yeah. we got a lot of uh customers doing bulk orders like that the first few week, couple weekends wow. and we didn't prepare for that mm-hmm. and yeah. uh you know we would load the case with some pastries and the first two customers would like clear half of it out and it would be like a hundred dollar order you know like and um we didn't i didn't realize you know we didn't realize maybe we should be putting a limit on mm-hmm. like you know just because some people weren't getting a chance to get some stuff but mm-hmm. uh but it wasn't very long until we caught up and we were able to meet the demand and all that yeah 
And it died down a little bit and yeah. give you guys some breathing room. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're able to. I mean, we still make a lot of pastries for the weekend. Um, and we make a lot for the week too. But yeah, we're not we're not selling out anymore. Like yeah. we always, even if we definitely sell out of croissants first, that's the most popular thing. And I can only make so many of them. So that's, you know, that's usually the first thing to go. But um, I have two new bakers now. We make sheet cakes so we have slices of cake we have brownies we that's have, what i was gonna ask yeah. please tell us everything that you have because i wanted <laughs> to know <laughs> if you guys did do cakes or like like what is your caliber what do you do and what do you want to do the cakes are tough i don't really do cakes but <laughs> we do yeah and it, it was very hard we're trying very hard to not like not ostracize anyone but also to differentiate ourselves from the bakery that was there before we have a lot mm. of people coming up who either don't know that we're different or are expecting the same thing and our emphasis has always been and will always be on fresh produce from the market and using whole grains and that's kind of the current that runs through our bread and our pastries um so the cakes i i make like we make a sheet cake and that changes pretty often um occasionally we'll do like 100 percent whole grain cakes topped with fruit like upside down cakes things like that um but I do, I don't know, at some point we might do some very, like, simple celebration cakes, but I don't do any fondant, which is sort of like the sugar art that you yeah, see on right. cakes. I can relate. I can totally relate to that. It's, yeah. hard, it's hard to draw the line, yes. you know, if you start doing yes. them. And then, you know, I, I agreed to do a baptism cake once. I was like, sure, but I don't really do this, this, and this. Just so you know, we like to keep things natural. We don't like a lot of colors. And then he said, okay, great. And he was like, okay, can you write on it? We want this. And then can you do a decorative cross? You know, and, and yeah. it just got to the point where I was like, okay, now I'm doing something. I don't, that's not me. Yeah. So I, yeah, you definitely need to set the boundary. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at um, a Maffetano bakery. Have you seen oh, or heard of it? No. They're an Italian bakery. They're on Western. And I worked there because um, the granddaughter of the owner was like, hey, my grandpa's starting a bakery again. He mm. used to, he was the original owner or co-owner of Ramona's actually oh, way nice. back in the day. Yeah. But then that became not his. And then he wasn't, he was just out of the game for a while. Yeah. So then he started his bakery and that was a really fun time. <laughs> I gained like 10 pounds like during the Easter time. <laughs> I thought it was fun that you got to see what it was like to be in a bakery and see what really goes on because yes. at yeah. the time I was working. Yeah. She was, I had visited her while she was at CIA and she would bring home, oh my gosh, I remember Cassie with her rose, <laughs> like her frosting roses. Yeah, she got the full experience. Right. She came to visit me. In oh, it was so school. great. But Amanda working, loves food. working, yeah, <laughs> working at the bakery really exposed me to how much work there is. I mean, and the mm-hmm. bakers would come in at like three, four in the morning, and start everything up super early. Um, and yeah, people come in and ask for the craziest thing. So I definitely see the need to kind of put boundaries on it, and I think that's good because when people know what you offer they know what to ask for, you know? Right. Um, so is there anything you guys are trying to expand into or? Yeah. I mean, we're always trying. We definitely, the cakes, I mean, the limited amount of cake and things that we do now was a little bit of a, an expansion for me just because I was so focused on the bread and the croissants when we were Mm -hmm. doing farmer's markets. And when we opened, um, my friend, Nicole, um, like came down and visited and she she owned Fiona bakery in LA that just recently closed. Mm-hmm. She was like, you got to make something else. She <laughs> was like, you're going to sell out too fast. People want the croissants. You have to make brownies. You have to make cake. You have to make like 
you, there are all these things you can make that you can always just have on back. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. It's totally, totally true. So that was really helpful advice. And, um, since then we've been trying to make a lot more of those types of things. And I have a baker who really just kind of focuses on making sure that we have enough of all those things. We have enough pumpkin bread and stuff mm. like that. But, um, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we do want to do some like toast with our bread. That's something that we've been wanting to do since we started. And I just didn't have the staff for it. I wanted to ask, since we're talking about cakes, <laughs> your ideal cake, like what is going to be the signature Colossus cake? If you're going to have one, um, my ideal I'm so not a cake person I'm a pie person uh, there's a, there's a dividing there's sort of like a uh, the divisive so thing so is Colossus gonna be like a pie <laughs> central during the holidays I think oh okay. my gosh this is probably se- like mark your words because no, this know. is a big question Amanda I know sorry I didn't know how loaded <laughs> it, it was yeah. it is it's important yeah so it's actually something I was thinking of today and yesterday Mm -hmm. because I was just talking to Nick. I was like, we got to figure out what we're doing for the holidays. Mm -hmm. We last year we did pies. That's like tax season for you guys. Yeah. It's (laughs) well, yeah. And it was funny because I told, I told Nicole, my friend that I was like, yeah, we did 60 pies last year and that was a lot. And she just laughed at me and she was like, we did like, I don't even remember what she said, like a thousand. She's (laughs) the pie queen. Yeah. She's pie. She's pie central. She's like literally the expert on pie. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, you know, I got to step it up. We, we have such limited space. That's our big thing right now is since we started, I'm really having to streamline stuff. Mm -hmm. We can't make everything. It's, been hard to kind of like recognize our limitations in that space but it's really hard and we recently shifted our bread bake up so we only have bread from 4 p.m until we close every day um kind of like tartine did back in the day and that's been a hard adjustment for a lot of people people come to the bakery and they want bread and we just do not have the space to bake it all day um baking bread earlier meant that we had to stop baking pastries Mm-hmm. Earlier, oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. we only have one oven, and it's a pizza oven. It's a mm-hmm. tiny, like, I don't even know how to describe I try to describe it to people all the time, and they don't get it. But It's, it's just a metal box with a huge set of burners on the bottom mm-hmm. and yeah, a couple doors. It's rough. It's yeah. rough, but it was what we could afford and fit in that space really easily. Um, so we bake everything in that oven, and I can only bake four pans at a time in the morning. So the croissant bake takes forever. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's cumbersome, but it's also it's how we're able to do what we do. I feel like this is a good problem to have. You guys are just too in demand right now (laughs) (laughs) to be like keeping up with all of the, we're we're getting there. We're getting better at it. I think, um, we definitely are going to do pies for the holidays. We're just going to have to figure out, like, I think we're maybe just going to do pies right before the holidays. And that's it on some of the pastries. And yeah, like we're just going to probably do one day of pies and we'll probably do Mm pre-orders and yeah, smart you know, it'll, that'll be it. And we'll just, I mean, we did them last year and it was super fun, but we also want to use the best ingredients we can find. Mm -hmm. And we want to put a lot of, you know, care into them. And I'm also like, if you want to make your own pie, like, I think that's great too. Like I, you know, I I just, I'm pro pie. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. Um, so as we approach the end of this episode, I wanted to ask you guys what you really, love about san pedro <laughs> sorry it's the picture so far yeah so far since you guys are newcomers you know i mean you weren't born and raised here like we were and it's really interesting to hear what newcomers see in in this town um i definitely like the people a lot um it's, it was really refreshing they're a lot different than they are in long beach that's for sure 
Um, in what way? I think uh, everyone's just been extremely just, just authentic and friendly and hospitable. Um, yeah, I mean, we've received such an overwhelming positive um, feedback from everybody in the neighborhood and the surrounding areas. Uh, yeah. I think, I, you know, I one of our uh, bread bakers was like, you know, I don't think we would have gotten this kind of uh, feedback from, uh, you know, if we would have opened this concept in Long Beach, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same, you know. We wouldn't be getting this, like, this overwhelming positive feedback in, so... Yeah, the people. I'm assuming you guys it's already have regulars, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Nick knows them better than I do. Yeah. I'm kind of in the back, and I'm not sure who knows me, so I'm uh. just, like, <laughs> kind of... Yeah. I mean, otherwise, but she, yeah. as soon as she steps to the front, she gets, like, you know, everyone wants to talk to her, and she doesn't get any work done, so <laughs> I absorb all of that, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, we have a few regu- regulars, for sure. I feel like you guys made that neighborhood the it neighborhood <laughs> i am no jealous of those people that live there that's all i want no in joke. somewhere where i live i can just walk to a little spot right. out. ricardo and i have been looking for properties and <laughs> every time i see one like in the alma 24th basically right. like you know between 25th and 19th street on alma or remotely close right. to alma i'm like babe walking distance to the Troy man and right. losses like we're gonna make those people's houses worth more I, no, you. it yeah. already is. Like, they're already right? trying to get so much. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's like that everywhere. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, yeah. Okay, I want to say my favorite things. Yeah, what's yours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I agree with Nick. The people we've met have been really cool. And that was funny because my, my dad's girlfriend was the college counselor at San Pedro High. And she, she just recently retired. And she was like, San Pedro, just rep San Pedro. She was like, mm-hmm. people in San Pedro will support good things in San Pedro because yeah. they want good for San Pedro, which is awesome. Um, but other things, I love the architecture here. I love the buildings. Um, and that was something that I struggled with in Long Beach is there are pockets of that, but it's also a lot of strip malls. Um, I think there's a lot of character in the old buildings here. And when I saw so many vacant spaces, I thought like, well, shoot, if we could fill one of those with something cool that would lift the neighborhood up or make it better for the people living there, that'd be awesome. I also love that people in San Pedro wear San Pedro clothes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I was going to tell her before we leave this area, I have to pick up some stuff to take yeah. back home. Um, Seriously. Because, uh, let's go to bad fish. Yeah. Right. Want, yeah. Someone's <laughs> making money, but it's oh, great. It's yeah. like, there's so much, there's just so much I mean, pride. I think yeah. 60% of our customers have a San Pedro shirt on. I think this is what I was going to suggest to you because I saw your Colossus shirts and I was like, you guys, if you put San Pedro on it, you'll sell out. I know, right? <laughs> Literally, we're, we're like every working. time there's a San Pedro on a shirt, yep, they like it gets bought. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what it is. And like in the last episode, um, or actually maybe two episodes ago, with Joshua Stecker, he's the editor in chief of um, San Pedro Today magazine. We talk about this. Like, what mm-hmm. is it about this town that just loves this town? <laughs> Since I was a kid, like, I saw people just, you're right, repping San Pedro, and it's, I've always seen it as a very loyal and, like, even territorial place, so, you know. Yeah, it can be territorial, it can be very locals only, and I kind of, I don't care for the locals only so much, but I still feel affectionate 
about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're part of it. It's like in it's a like good way. My brother, who's kind of a butthead, and he's just like very rough around the edges, but I love him anyways. You right, know, right. that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel yeah. about the locals only, very territorial attitudes about it. It's like I still love it because it's very Pedro. Yep. Yeah. I feel like we cut you off. <laughs> Were there other things yeah. that oh, you were thinking? Oh, gosh. What else? No, I love the history, too. I mean, that kind of ties into the oh, first yeah. thing I said, but I love the cultural history here, too. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really great time for you guys to come into town because I think with all the de- development, um, there's going to be a lot more of our history brought up, more yeah. historical events. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know of Angela Romero, but she's um, starting the San Pedro Heritage Museum. So there's a lot more efforts to preserve the history. Um, so, And actually, your corner is where I took uh, a tour of that mm-hmm. area and that's where I sampled the lemon squares from the old bakery oh, so yeah. she should do that uh, tour again and then you guys can you know do oh, samples. Yeah. that would be awesome someone messaged me on Instagram and said I used to live across the street from there mm-hmm. and there used to be a pharmacy and there used to and she was just talking me through I mean she grew up there oh, wow. talking me through the whole history of she was like there's been a tattoo shop in your space there's been a you know shoe, a yeah. shoe repairman yeah is just is all kinds one. of stuff and it's it's so cool because, you know, you have this old building with all this history and I mean, it's, it's a little quirky, but mm-hmm. it's, it's also really cool to be in that space that has some, you know, such a story for the neighborhood. I mean, I, my parents rented a house around the corner from there when I was very small mm-hmm. and like some of my earliest memories are walking to the Alma market, sorry, mm-hmm. I bumped into the microphone <laughs> and getting ice cream. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw where you were, I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly where that is. There's so much history for all yeah. of us here. Yeah. yeah. People, kids still, parents still walk with their kids to get ice cream. They're like, all the time yeah i see it too yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of fun that i can now like you know p- i pull my kid in the wagon yeah. i'm sure you guys have seen me with a red wagon <laughs> we get the coffee get a burrito there's just something for everyone now yeah. and it's really it's really awesome um well we're pretty much wrapping up but is there anything you guys wanted to say like to the community or that's putting you guys on the spot I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> take all the time you need she too. can edit this i can edit all the yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we're just really grateful, um, that, uh, everyone's been really cool. Everyone's been super welcoming and, uh, yeah, we couldn't have met, I literally couldn't imagine a better turnout, how everything worked out. So, yeah, I, I second that. I, I think we also are just really hopeful that we can continue to dialogue with our community, um, we're, you know, my dad is cleaning up the back. He needed a job. So he's, <laughs> um, my dad is cleaning up our little backyard um, behind Chory Man and, and Colossus because it kind of turned into a mini dumping ground. Um, just, you know, being, it was just neglected for a little bit. Um, but we, we would like to start working with, I know that there are some really awesome like community cleanup efforts. I've been following those on Instagram and I think we want to start getting a little bit more involved in that kind of stuff just around the neighborhood and around San Pedro. And we're grateful for the community that's helping us and we want to engage with that and try to give back if we can. And yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Um, Can you guys shout out your handles where people can follow you or a website? Personal or business? Whatever. Whatever (laughs) you want to give out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So our our Instagram handle is Colossus Bread, at Colossus Bread, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-B-R-E-A-D. 
and we um, we also have a website. It's colossusbread.com. Needs some updating, but we'll it get to it. It definitely does, but we're getting there. I don't there. even know. Like, it, you guys are already making bread like crazy, so I, I can get it. There's sure. no time to do website stuff. Right. Yeah, but we're working on it because eventually, like, we would like to be able to do subscriptions or pre-orders or, you know, like. I just imagined a subscription box of oh, yeah. goodies. <laughs> this is Amanda's. Yeah, good. How her mind works. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, thank you again for joining me on the show. I, I think that, um, you know, the listeners are really going to enjoy hearing from you. Uh, thank you, Missy, for co-hosting. Thank you for having me. It was just fun to hear about your story, and I'm very excited. I don't live here anymore, but I will be back as much as I can, and I'm cheering cheering you on and, and the community as a whole. So Thank you. All right, guys. Well, we will see you guys on 24th and Alma (laughs) getting pastries. So, yeah, have a good weekend. All right, guys. You heard it here first. Um, A big shout out to Kristen and Nick for joining me on this episode. It was such a pleasure to have you guys. Um, For you listeners out there who want to check it out, go to 24th um, Street in Alma. You need to see what's going on on this block, okay? It is popping. Um, Also, don't forget all the links for this episode are in the show notes. If you guys like the episode, I would love for you guys to give me a rating. And if you have a little bit more time, I would love to um, to read a review from you guys. Thanks so much for listening and continuing to listen to the San Pedro podcast. Um, Yeah, go ahead and enjoy your weekend. See you next week.